Have you ever thought about doing your own podcast? If you have, the best answer for doing one is Anchor. Anchor is your one-stop shop for recording, posting, and distributing your podcast. Anchor is available to download for your Apple or Android devices, or you can go to anchor.fm. Best of all, it's 100% free and so easy to use. So what are you waiting for? If you want to start your own podcast, download the Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm. That's A-N-C-H-O-R. Anchor, the best way to make your podcast. is the Mofobo Network Podcast, bringing you the most up-to-date news in the wide world of sports. Now, here's your host, Neil Villapiano. What is going on, everybody here today? How's everybody doing? My name is Neil Velpiano, and welcome back to another edition of the Mofobo Network podcast. As always, it is a pleasure to have you guys spend some time out of your day to listen to me talk about the world of sports. And we have a very interesting topic to get through here today on this episode. And today we're going to be talking about something that has been somewhat controversial, I would say, over the past, you could say, 20, 30 years more in particular, and, and especially in this day and age, and that is the decision as to whether or not college athletes should be paid. Now, everybody has a different opinion on these things, but I really wanted to talk about a decision that was made yesterday and something that is uh, pretty much a big thing uh, that people have been talking about the last 24 to 48 hours. And this was announced by the NCAA that they are listening and taking in, quote, recommendations for student athletes to get some form of compensation. And in these recommendations, uh, which was actually presented to the NCAA by a group of people, it would state that college athletes would be allowed to appear in advertisements and can reference their sport and school, but they can't use school logo or branding in the advertisement. And they also announced, the NCAA announced, that they will be voting on this and making a final decision in January of 2021. So that's quite some time from now. I don't have an issue with this, except from the fact of the NCAA was forced to do this. And they want to sit there and say, as they've come out, basically, and said, oh, we should be, take, we should be getting credit for finally uh, deciding to do something like this. First of all, no decisions have been made. That's the first thing we have to remember. It's a recommendation. They're calling it recommendation, which means they're listening to it, but they can still easily just you know, decide to vote against it, and we're just back to square one. So hearing that, you, you're a little tiny bit positive because you think, okay, this is now another step towards college athletes finally getting paid. But The big reason to me why I think the NCAA did this is because of the new development program that the NBA's G League has created. That's the big thing. The G League started what is called their Pathway Program back in 2018, and the salary 
for players that wanted to be a part of this pathway program would make about $125,000 and rigorous competition and travel in a minor league setting. And that wasn't, as they said, wasn't so enticing as the NCAA or professional options overseas. Um, And because of that, nobody participated uh, two years ago. But just this past several weeks, we have had not one, not two, but three different 2020 ESPN 100 five-star basketball prospects decommit from their original schools and actually decide to join this program in which they will all be competing on the same team in Southern California this season. And those guys are Jalen Green, who was undecided at the time, Isaiah Todd, who was originally committed to the University of Michigan, and Daishin Nix, who also who was originally committed to UCLA. So once Nix, because obviously you had two of the top five guys decide that they're going to do this, but once Nix decided to decommit and go to this G League program, I think that really scared the NCAA because all of a sudden, three of the top five-star prospects decide, I'm going to forego playing in college, I'm going to play in the G League you know, program for a year, and then I'll be eligible for the NBA. Now, the NBA came out and said one of the reasons that they're doing this is because they want to try to eliminate the one-and-done program. And I, and I get that because obviously there are still a lot of fans out there that appreciate the guys that are there for two, three, four seasons. But you have to remember, a lot of these kids, especially the really, really talented ones, the ones that are the five-star prospects, a lot of them are really coming from nothing. They don't have a whole lot of money. They're in a very tough living situation. Their family's struggling, and they need to try to get to the NBA as quick as possible so that they can make those million-dollar contracts and be able to take care of their family. And this is why you've seen at times over the last two, three decades where players have taken you know, money from boosters and, and, and agencies and other things like that because at the end of the day, they're trying to get to the league so that they can start to make a huge amount of money to take care of themselves and their families and all of their loved ones. So these three players made this decision for two reasons. One, because it gives them an opportunity to perfect their craft and focus just squarely on basketball and learning how to become a professional. And also to give them a a chance to make a little bit of money before they get their big contracts once they go to the NBA. Now, all three of these guys will be eligible for the 2021 NBA draft. So all three of these guys are going to be top picks, no question about it. And for the NBA, a positive thing is that they get to take these kids in, teach them about how to play the the, the NBA style of basketball, and those guys will be more NBA ready than probably a lot of guys you see coming out of college. So they have a lot of, you would say, um, opportunities to be a little bit better than the majority of the other players. Now, there's still a good chance that there might be a handful of other guys joining. And the other thing is, because of the whole coronavirus quarantine and everything's uncertain, we don't even know when this whole program and when everything's going to start up again. So there's still a lot of questions with that. But going back to the NCAA, they decided to make this decision literally a day or two after Knicks had become the third different player to decide to forego school and play in the G League. And they want to go out there and say, well, we were the ones that, you know, decided to make that hard decision. You know, we weren't influenced by anybody. That's a lie. I mean, that's a bona fide lie. Mark Emery is really good at this and he's been good 
at, you know, basically lying and trying to say what really what really isn't true since he took over as head of the NCAA in 2010. This is the same guy that basically tries to convince us that, you know, we're still giving players an opportunity to make some money because look at the, comp- the shoe companies and other things like that. But this is still also the same guy that when he found out that the uh, state of California in two, three years was going to allow college athletes to get paid in their state was basically going to try to take the state of California to court and say, you didn't consult with us first, blah, blah, blah. They have the right to do that if they so choose to, because they, it's the state over an entire you know thing like that. So it's it's just a ridiculous thing. So when they decided to, when the NCAA decided to do this, it's just classic NCAA that they just want to try to take all of the credit. Do they deserve some credit for finally choosing to do something? Yes, but very little because you have to remember, number one, they call these things recommendations. There is no guarantee that they will be implemented and voted and approved by the time we get to January of 2021. There's a very good chance, in my opinion, because this is how the NCAA has done things in the past, that a lot of the things we're hearing now will not be in the same final agreement, so to speak, by the time they start voting. So we we might be wasting the next nine months talking about the possibility of these things happening and then nothing coming to fruition because there's still, you know, the NCAA is still very greedy with trying to make money. We have to remember the NCAA is a business and their main objective is to make as much money as possible. They do not want to stoop down to what the rich folks decided to call amateurs. The, the, the term amateurs to me, is just a term that wealthy people have used to say that, oh, these guys are not at the same level as us because we have a job and we get paid to do this, so we're professionals. This is the same crap that the Olympic Committee was trying to pull off for many years, and it wasn't until you got to about 1980-81 when they finally decided to take away that. And as a result, they finally took it off, especially when you got to the Dream Team, with, with all those great Hall of Fame players that we all saw. I mean, it, it it's it's stuff like that. But it's not until somebody really, you know, either makes it worth their while to where they say, oh, we'll make uh, an even greater amount of money if we just decide to do this, or they're forced to because otherwise they're going to look really, really bad. And the NCAA has done a great job of making themselves look really, really bad for many, many years and continue to piss off a lot of people, and more particularly since Mark Emery has taken over as head of the NCAA a decade ago. And it's, you know, Mark Emery to me, one of the things that really irritated me was the whole decision-making behind what to do about Penn State when they had the whole Sandusky situation. They should have gotten the death penalty. If any university deserved the death penalty for what they did, it was Penn State because what happened with Sandusky and how Penn State handled the situation was disgusting and egregious and just, you know, just unbelievably ridiculous that they allowed this much to happen. And the NCAA, in a way, you you could say, gave them like a slap on the wrist. And it still irritates me that Penn State, it took them very little time to get back to being a program that everybody wants to say, Oh, look at Penn State. They rose from the ashes. They didn't really raise many ashes. They lost some scholarships. Yeah, but you need 
They should have dismantled the entire program and forced them to basically restart everything from square one. But there's always these situations about, oh, well, a lot of alumni come from Penn State and there's a lot of money on the line, things like that. It always comes down to, you know, people, you know, you know, the rich folk, the wealthy folk losing a lot of money and, you know, rich folk want to look after rich folk. Like it, it's, it's just a ridiculous thing to me. So when I see something like this, this is a classic NCAA type of move where Mark Emmerich just decides, well, we're going to make it look like that we decided to do this on our own and that we were not influenced by anything. The bottom line is that the NCAA saw what the G League was already doing by collecting three top players. You know, instead of them having to play in college, they decide to you know, go play in a G League you know, system and learn how to play and get ready for the NBA. And, and, you know, then you, have, you know, of course, you know, Mark Emmerich and the NCAA is going to freak out because they're going to say, oh, geez, well, that's money out of our, uh, that's money that we're not going to get put into our pockets. Like, that's not fair. And it's like, well, you know, sucks to be you. Maybe if you paid the athletes like they should be paid, maybe you would be given a, a better opportunity. This is why scholarships to me are, are totally pointless because if you're going to pay, college athletes, then you need to remove them from scholarship because then, you you know, because then you're making them professionals. And so they're, they have a job there to bring entertainment to the school and bring millions of dollars so that they can, you know, build new buildings and, and, and other things like that. Just take away those scholarships. They can still go to school and everything is still, you know, the same. And you just give the scholarships to other people that are not athletes, like more academic scholarships, basically. That's what I would like to see, you know, with that whole decision. But to me, this whole decision to start listening to quote unquote recommendations is about five years too late. It is about five, even 10, maybe even 15 years, way too late. And it, and it's it's always the NCAA, you know, wants to you know, do these things and then try to take all of the credit, all of the credit. And the NCAA is, is trying to do something like this because they're saying, quote, we're trying to semi-eliminate one and done. You know, that was the one thing that the NBA was saying. And the NBA is right in what they're trying to do with this pathway program by saying, we pretty much eliminate the one and done because players won't have to go to college and leave after one season. They could just technically be in the NBA, but be in the NBA system. And just, you know, after one year of playing in a G League development situation, you go to the NBA. You know, it's like what you see in soccer, where these soccer clubs all over the world have their academies. And a lot of those players, they go from playing in their academy to all of a sudden they're on the youth squad or on the first team or or something like that. Like they they just they get developed into the style of play and the style and, and the lifestyle in general of, of how the club itself wants to, you know, have their players, you know, be like. So, and that's what the NBA is doing in this situation. The NCAA is saying we're trying to eliminate the one and done by saying, if you play, if you come and play, play, you know, NCAA sports for four years, you could get a considerable, you know, what they're saying is you can get a considerable amount of money by staying four years. But in reality, a lot of these college athletes are going to see this and see what the G League just did and say, why should I have to do that? Now, we're obviously only talking about men's basketball. So there's a lot of other sports, women's sports, which I think, you know, is very important as well in this situation because 
when you start talking about college athletes getting paid, I think women's sports should be get paid the same amount. And I think that's going to be another topic once we get over this first big hurdle. And then you have other sports like football and things like that. What was great about the XFL and even the AAF is that it, it could give players an opportunity to play somewhere else. You know, we uh, there's one guy I can think of, Kenny Robinson, who played at West Virginia. You know, he unfortunately got kicked out of school. And even though he could have transferred somewhere else, he actually ended up playing in the XFL, you know, throughout the entirety of its, you know, small existence and was eligible to put his name in the NFL draft. And in the fifth round of this year's draft, he got picked by the Carolina Panthers. So he took a gamble on himself and it worked and it was kind of like a minor league system. And that's what you have here. The, the NFL relies on the NCAA as its minor league system. And until we can find a, a league that could be more suitable for that, that's going to be the reality. But the NBA's G League has given the NBA another oper- another place to have a minor league system where these guys can play, earn a little bit of cash, perfect their craft, and be a little bit more NBA ready than a lot of college kids you know, once they get into the draft and everything. So the G League is definitely a bridge program to getting into the NBA. Now, there's also the people that will say, well, they're losing out on the education and things like that. Well, as far as I know, it doesn't really matter what age you are, but you can always go back. You know, there's one guy in particular I can think of, and that's Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal did not finish his degree immediately when he went to LSU. But a handful of years later, actually, I think only five or six years after he left LSU, he went back and finished and got his degree because that's what his mom wanted him to. And he wanted to do it. And he went back and finished and got his degree. And so and also he makes he made millions of dollars while playing professional basketball. So it can be possible. And now that we have a lot of online schooling and things like that. The sky's the limit for people to do that. You don't think LeBron James could easily just apply and, and go to an online school and get a college degree that way? He he most certainly can if he so chose to. As with every other professional athlete, they can totally do it. They really can. So a lot of people say that all oh, these kids are, you know, what if what if it doesn't work out? Well, here's the thing. A lot of these contracts in the NBA and, you know, in Major League Baseball to an extent in the NFL also is that – there's a huge amount of money that these guys can make with playing only one or two or even three years in the league, which is usually the average for a lot of these. So they can still make a good amount of money and still be able to, you know, go back to school and finish what they what they were working on and get a degree and have a successful life, even if sports doesn't work out. That's happened numerous times as well. So there are plenty of opportunities out there this, it, instead of going to college, playing a sport for three or four years, getting a degree, and then going. Because sometimes if you're in school for that long, a lot of these professional sports might not be so sure to want to take you because they'll say, well, do they really care about the sport and things like that? Like there's those little mind games that they play with each other because they're saying to themselves, do we really, you know, want that? And, and that's really the thing here. So, you know, this this whole situation is just a a thing that frustrates me because the NCAA has been consistently pissing millions of people off by its decisions to not allow these players who they basically take their likeness and sell it to people anyway and they don't give any sort of money to these kids they're struggling to just you know have enough to to get something to eat and things like that while the NCAA is making millions off their likeness you know, NCAA, EA Sports, NCAA football, 
arguably one of the greatest video game se- sports video game series um, that I can think of in the last you know many many years that video game sports video games has been around. It hasn't been made since 2014. NCAA 14 was the last one. People have been dying to have that game back. But the NCAA refuses to do it because they don't want to sell their own likeness. They're afraid that players are going to sue the NCAA for likeness and things like that. And if we just paid the damn athletes, if we just gave them the opportunity to make a little bit of money then we could have it. And then it works out because then you still make a good amount of money. It's not like you're going to go flat broke. The NCAA still makes millions upon millions of dollars anyway from players. And you just give them a cut of it. You give them a, a, a reasonable amount of money so that these kids can, you know, you know, do this. And besides, you pretty much treat them like they're professional athletes without really paying them because, let's face it, there are a lot of people in these universities that they know that these kids are not caring as much. Not all of them. There are some, but there's also a good amount that may not care that much about, you know, you know, school and education as much as wanting to get to the professional sport that they're trying to play at so they can make money to help their family. You know, th- this is something we've seen for 20, 30, 40 years. Okay. This is nothing new to anybody. So we just have to remember that. And with this, with this whole situation with the NCAA deciding to take recommendations and you know continue to vote on everything, it's great and all, but at the end of the day, the NCAA should just come out and flat out admit that they were painfully, painfully forced to do this. And they should take no credit for making this decision. Mark Emmert and the entire NCAA committee sat together and said to themselves, look, here's our situation. If we don't even attempt to try to do something and and put it out in the public, we are going to continue to get, you know, embarrassed. We're going to continue to get exposed and we're going to lose a lot of our top assets. And that is players coming, playing in these universities, making us millions of dollars so that we can live the good life. Like it's, it's okay. And, And please people don't take this the wrong way because I usually try not to talk about these type of things, but just hear me out. A lot of these players I'm talking about are black, and that's just that's just a, a realistic thing. Not all of them, but a good amount of them are. And the way that it's set up with the NCAA, you know, not giving these players any money and basically taking everything that these players, you know, they, they take the money that these players have, quote unquote, earned by playing the sport, being on TV, you know, promoting their schools and everything like that. They take the money for themselves and don't give any to, you know, these players. In a way, in a very small way, and don't take this the wrong way, it feels like another form of slavery. And last time I checked, I thought slavery died, you know, 50, 60 years ago. I I, I could have, I could forget. I'm, I'm not sure. But it, it's kind of like that. Like these kids just get uh, abused by the NCAA not giving them any sort of of help. And honestly, if they were to get hurt in college and all of a sudden they're not even given an opportunity to play a professional sport make any money and their main goal was to not get an education and maybe they're struggling, the NCAA does not care. They do not care. They never have cared. And they won't. They'll try to make it look like that they care and say, oh, there's nothing we can really do because they broke this rule, that rule. It's like, no, they make enough rules so that you don't so, so that they can't help you, basically. And, and that's the thing that's very frustrating. So to conclude, what would I like to see the NCAA do? 
Well, I would like to see the NCAA give college athletes the same economic rights as every other student, basically. For, you know, get rid of all these stupid, ridiculous restrictions that prevent the NCAA from making ha- money hand over fist from college athletes without even giving them a certain amount and give them a certain amount. Figure it out. Figure out what is a reasonable price for, for, for every single athlete. And again, I'm not just talking about men's sports. I'm talking about women's sports as well because women deserve to have the same rights as men even in something like this as college sports because guess what? There aren't that many professional leagues for women, okay? Yes, there are professional soccer, you know, uh, leagues in the United States and all over the world, okay? We know that. We have the WNBA for women's basketball, but we don't have a professional league for soc- uh, for softball. We, I, last time I checked, I don't think they have a professional league for lacrosse or other things like that. And how much money do these women make if they go to the Olympics? Maybe a decent amount, but a lot of the time, those women have to make money off of endorsements. Well, guess what? If you give them the opportunity to make money off of endorsements while they're in college, they can make a, they can make a good amount of money in college and give themselves an opportunity to maybe you know finance themselves and help out themselves and their family and, and try to create somewhat of a decent living situation for the for many years to come. You know, and, and this needs to stop. And you know what? We've been in quarantine now for about 50 days. You would think because a lot of us are stuck with our own thoughts and having to think a lot more than to just be a robot and just do whatever the book says. You would think that these things would start to actually come up in discussions like I'm talking about right now where people get the opportunity to say to themselves, you know what, when I really look at our whole you know, demographic and the whole situation, this is BS. Like we, we really should be doing this. And, you know, you see all those commercials about people not, you know, you know we have to, you know, take care of each other and, and blah, 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 and things like that. It's easy to say it. It's another thing to actually go out and do something about it and make a difference. So every single sport, doesn't matter if it's for men or women, they should all be paid the same. And you want to talk about scholarships? Give them to all those kids that have so much freaking debt who are not athletic and they're there for academics to get a degree, to get a good job, give them those scholarships so they don't have to do that. That way you still make a considerable amount of money for each university. And you know what else? You're giving kids who are not act, who are not athletically gifted an opportunity to still get a really good education on scholarship. And you also give money to college athletes who are bringing you so much freaking revenue, so much exposure, and so much damn money. Everybody wins in this situation. But the NCAA, knowing them, is going to find some really ridiculous, unbelievably stupid way to screw this up. You mark my words, okay? It's going to happen. We have until now, until January 2021. That's nine freaking months. We have a lot of time for the NCAA to screw this up. But the bottom line is this. For the love of all that's holy, please, please start paying these athletes. Because these kids, because otherwise, you're going to start seeing more programs like this G League thing. Less athletes are going to start going to your schools. You're going to start losing money. You're going to continue to look like an idiot. And I wouldn't be surprised if at one point Mark Emmerich was actually forced to step down. Because he continues, continues to do really ridiculous things. So, to conclude, this is what I want to say. I want to see student athletes, and that's both men and women in all sports, get paid a certain amount of money for advertisements, for playing, and be called 
professionals, not amateurs. That's what I want to see. I also want to see you take away the scholarships that all these athletes get so that they don't have to have any debt. You give them to people who are who are there for the academics and to stay there for three or four years to get in, to get their degree at that point. Give it to them so that they those type of kids don't have to wallow in debt for many years to come and they can, you know, be put in a better situation to have the opportunity to have a good life. Okay? That's what I want to see. Because then that way everybody wins. So I really hope the NCAA actually takes its head out of its butt and decides to do something about it. But we have nine months to see what happens. And trust me, don't be surprised if things change dramatically from now until January 2021. With that being said, that is going to do it for me on this very, um, I guess you would say, ranting version of the MoFobo Network podcast here. As always, thank you guys so much. For, for listening. It means a lot to me. I would love to hear you guys' feedback. And to hear that, what you do is you follow me on social media at on Twitter at, at T-H-E-N-V-P-S-H-O-W and also on Instagram at N-V-P-Q-B-11. Make sure to also like and, you know, like and follow the Mofobo Network uh, Facebook page where I post you know announcements about different new episodes on my YouTube channel and also here on this podcast as well. Make sure to also check it, check out more of these episodes here on Anchor.fm or on Spotify as well. Just search for my name, Neil Velpiano, or the Mofobo Network Podcast. And also make sure to like and subscribe to the Mofobo Network YouTube channel. I just recorded a video yesterday. I'm going to be working on it later on today and try to get it out to you by the end of the week. It's a uh, it's a kind of a creative way of discussing uh, picks that were made in this year's NFL draft that happened a week ago. So you'll definitely want to check that out in the next coming days and we have a couple more exciting guests coming on here on the podcast as well so you want to stick around for that and also just real quick make sure you go and buy my book on amazon.com j-e-t-s pain 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 the pain and suffering of being a new york jets fan so if you're a jets fan a football fan a sports fan if you know anybody who's any of those make sure you go and check this book out it's for the price of 1969 if you're a jets fan you know exactly why i chose that but Again, go check that out, and I would love to hear your feedback as always. But thank you all very much. And before I go, because I end end every episode with this saying, no matter what's going on in the world, especially right now, no matter all the the pain and, and different tough situations that you may be dealing with, when you wake up in the morning, just have this in your mind to remember to kick some mofobo. Thank you all very much for tuning in. My name is Neil Piano, and I will see you in the next episode. Have a great day. Please stay safe. Please stay safe. And God bless.